What's up, Pats Nation? We're back. Episode three, Pats Tailgate Party Podcast. My name is Michael Lakis, joined by my pops, Doug Lakis. Doug, how you doing today? Hi, Mike. Everything's good. Looking forward to it. We're missing we're missing part of the three legged stool here, by the way. We're missing uh missing my brother, your eldest, Andrew. He couldn't uh he had some stuff that came up today. We gave him a hard time, man. We said, Come on, man, it's Brady Week. It's Br- Tom again, Tom Gronk again, you can't be here. But you know, I think he's sad he's not here. But uh but we're happy to be here. And uh today we're talking, as always, all things all things New England Patriots, right? Place for the fans to come for a fan's perspective to uh, you know. Talk about their beloved New England Patriots. So, uh, so well, <laughs> beloved's a, a choice word right now, based on what we saw last week. Well, if you're a true fan, you you beloved. That's no, about you know, <laughs> especially after watching last Sunday. But I don't know that we need to spend a ton of time on last Sunday. We'll spend, uh, yeah, we'll spend a little coach, time there. in the coaching profession. In the coaching profession, you you, you say you want to burn that burn last week's film. Oh man. We'll, uh, we'll spend a little bit of time there. Cause we got to yep. talk, we got to talk about what happened, what transpired. Um, burn is a good word. Hot garbage is another word. Uh, mm-hmm. that, some two words that, that come to mind. I mean, that was just, uh, that was a comedy of errors. Uh, it's probably the, the best way to put it. What we saw last week, if, if you didn't see it and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably did or watching, you probably did, but, uh, saints come into Foxborough win at 28 to 13. Uh, frankly, sh- probably, you know, if you watch the game, uh, the score probably not actually indicative of what happened on the field. It, it felt like it was 48 to 13, uh, by the time that it was done. So, uh, listen, <laughs> I mean, I think the the keys, you know, there was a couple good things that happened. Kendrick Bourne kind of showed out a little bit, had a nice touchdown. Uh, Mac got, you know, literally when they spread the ball out, and and I hope they do that this week. We'll talk about obviously uh, the game coming up this week shortly, but um, you know, Mac made some good decisions when they when they they spread out. He threw fifty one times. Uh, I don't know if I saw that coming where he's going to have to throw. 51 times in his, in his third NFL game, but dad, any, you know, what, what were some, some takeaways you had just, just initially watching the game? Well, I, my, my biggest takeaway. And, and again, I, I thought this as the game was going on was the, the, how poorly the how poorly coached the Patriots look. And I, and I, when was the last time you could say that over the last 20 years? Now there have been games they haven't showed up for, but this was from top to bottom. They were poorly coached. I right. mean, I, right. I not out coached. I'm not talking because I don't think the Saints came in with a great plan. I mean, I, they they did basically. I mean, they ran the ball and threw it when they had to. So sure. But the but the Patriots. I mean, they made special teams mistakes. They made they had way more penalties than they normally have. Um, you know. Uh, defensively, they made some mistakes. Although I thought defensively they were better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Barring barring the last drive of the game, which is huge. But well, that's two times I, I in th- three games. Two times in three games when the defense needed to get off the field, they failed to do so. Correct. And um, you know, offensively, right now they're a dumpster fire. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, they're bad. I, I, oh, and and and, and if you're going to have your rookie quarterback throw 51 times that's not going to bode well at the end of the day. No, no. So, and I don't know where, you know, they went from having a, a, a pack 
running back room to it's pretty sparse right now. Well, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. So, so alluding there to the, the James white injury came, came on. I don't know if it was the first, first down they got all day uh, early in the game, but it was uh, definitely a converted third down on a uh, kind of a, a zone sweep out of the shotgun. And next thing you know, James white's done for the season maybe done for his career, which is really sad for Patriots fans. Cause uh, yes. I think we all know that, uh, and we all love sweet feet, right? Like think about, right. you know, I just think back on some of the stuff that, that James White's meant to the organization from a fan standpoint. I mean, the Super Bowl victory, the comeback in Atlanta scored 20 points in that game. Um, just, I, I could argue, I know I said this on the first episode, Kevin Falk, my favorite, uh, Patriots player, arguably one of the greatest, uh, pass catching running backs, James White's right up there. Uh, when it comes to pass catching backs, but I'm going to go back to what you talked about a little bit in the game. Um, first of all, I, listen, I know Patriots fans don't want to hear this. I certainly don't want to hear this, but if we don't start protecting Mac back there, we're going to be looking for, I mean, can, we may be re-signing cam in, in the next few weeks because he's getting, he's going to get killed. I mean, he's already, we're trying to, they're trying to get him in NFL shape. And now he's running for his life back there. Every still screenshot I see is Max face in distress. Crybaby face is what some people have called it. But he looks, I mean, he's getting killed back there. I mean, look, well, yeah. The few times, the times he gets sacked, he's real slow getting up. I, I don't know if he's got some kind of nagging injury. I don't know what, what's going on, but he looks, you know, and, and, and I, I think some things are starting to show. Um, he's, he's got happy feet right now. He's patting the ball well, right who, now, who wouldn't? which, which I get, but I, but those are, that's a backslide. And, and, you know, you'd hope, you hope at this stage, four games in, he's starting to go, you know, show, show improvement every week. So, well, listen, so you, I want to give courtesy to Greg Bedard, Boston sports owner. You talked about not being poorly coached, uh, rather out coached, but being poorly coached. He wrote a great article. If you haven't gone over there, Go over to Boston Sports Journal, subscribe. It's the best Patriots coverage you're going to get. We say it every week. We'll keep saying it every week. Uh, but he writes a great article about how poorly coached the team is in general, which to your point is just, I mean, I can't remember. And I've watched the Patriots over 30 years now from a little kid till now. And I can't, re I mean, I can remember some teams in the 90s that were this poorly coached. But in the last 20 years, I haven't seen anything like this. And I don't understand, you know, you got people on the comment section in Boston Sports Journal. They're talking about, I mean, is, is, does Mayo have what it takes? Is Belichick giving too much credence to his sons or too much, um, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I believe Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. But our coordinators and the other coaches out there, we lose Scar. Now what happens? We got Brasillo in there. Our offensive line's a disaster. We got our defense, who you said, and I agree, they look better. They had some uh, some key stops in the game and 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 kept the Patriots in the game. Um, but I mean, you as a former coach, I mean, what do you say? I mean, do they have the assist? I mean, is that how bad the talent or brain drain is gone in the in the system? Uh I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm not at practice every day. Oh, yeah. I'm not in the meet and I'm not in the meeting room, so I don't know how the, you know, ultimately the sign of a great coach is how his players respond to him. And I, I don't know, you know, they got all sorts of new guys on this team, which was a fear. I mean, that, that was something that no one really knew how they were going to mesh. Um, and I still think they're going to get better as the season goes on. I think but, so. You know, they're starting to run out of time a little bit. Um, 
I just see some some cracks that we haven't seen before, and ultimately, it comes down to the players fixing those. Right. I mean, I, right. You know, now now these guys all know how to coach. Oh, sure. They wouldn't be where they're at. Right. You know, but uh, um, I I don't know. I just think some of the guys who are coming in are not used to the quote unquote Patriot way. Right. And of course, I'm not sure what that is anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, know, can you even call it that now? I mean, look, look no, but you know. I mean, but you know, they expect certain things and I, some of these guys aren't used to that. And I, you know, they're counting on young guys. They're counting on a rookie quarterback. Right. They're counting on, well, two, three first year or rookie running backs now. Right. right. Um, yeah. No, listen, listen, here's the, here's the thing. So I don't know, you, you alluded to the Patriot way. You talked about what the team is. You talked about, you know, Belichick and, you know, somebody mentioned it again in the comments over Boston sports Journal. they were talking about not seeing, and I believe they were at the game and they watched, didn't see Belichick speak much into, uh, into his headset. There was no real grabbing the tablet or, uh, talking to the team on the sidelines, getting the whiteboard out, some of that stuff. And I, I listen, I don't know if it's because he's been doing this for so long or there's a lack of interest there. And I'm certainly not trying to start a controversy, but literally I don't understand. I mean, there's <laughs> the coach's job is to put the player in the best position for success. And then the player has to make the play when they're in that position. I don't, they don't, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And we're going to get to John o. Smith in a minute. Cause I don't know what was yeah. going on with John o. Smith. That was the worst performance I think I've ever seen. Uh, at least in the last, I mean, maybe ever since I've watched the Patriots, you, you can take me back further. If you remember one yeah. that's as bad, um, but just, they don't just the fundamental things. I mean, the comfort in the system being in the right spots, you know, whether it's the, uh, the Miami game, if we go back to the big, uh, you know, big pass completion on the last drive, they had a big third and seven on the last drive, the defense, the offensive line, they're not, I mean, gee, I mean, no, nobody is in the right spot. I mean, doesn't that come down to preparation? I mean, but it starts well, in training it, camp and goes week it, to it, week. It does. And you're making a good point about, comfort in the in the uh comfort in the um program so to speak I, and these guys are new a lot of them. so so i don't know how much comfort there is there uh unfortunately they're having to learn on the run um the the job of the coaches is to put them in the right right, right position right um fit you know give them give them the opportunity to fix things uh and i'm sure they're trying to do that and i'm sure belichick on Sunday was about as frustrated as anybody could be uh, standing there watching this. Um, the thing is that Sunday game day in the middle of the game is not the time you're going to fix that. Well, no, you're, of course not. Of course. I mean, not. you can go in at halftime. You got a 10 minute halftime. <laughs> you can make an adjustment or two, but, but um, you know, and at, at the end of the day, Mike, it's about Jimmys and Joes, and they and, well, and they better and they better start making they better start making plays. Well, here, so you're right. Um, here's the other thing, man. They're just like you said it about Jimmys and Joes. I I don't know what it is, and this is again. I'm not an expert. I'm a fan. I watch the games every Sunday. We're not at the practices. All this all the stuff you said is exactly right. I'm getting real tired of every Sunday feeling like the other team is more, is faster than the Patriots in every facet. 
So, and I'm not, I'm, I'm done talking about special teams. They spend way too much money on special teams, in my opinion. And again, not an expert. It's an antiquated way to build a team. Less than 5% of your plays nowadays are in special teams. We, we talked about this last week. And on the defensive side of the ball, now they're missing, obviously, Gilmore. That's a big miss. He's hurt. He's arguably one of the best corners in the league. So that probably changes their scheme quite a bit. But for whatever reason, I watched that Saints defense pick apart our offense. And they're everywhere, and they get there in a hurry. And I watch our defense and, and some of our skill guys on the offensive side of the ball. Nobody feels like they're open. And if they are open, they're, you know, cue the circus music with John Smith bumbling the ball all over the place, missing blocks. Everybody's missing blocks. But specifically on the defensive side of the ball, there's no speed. And I don't understand well, that. There's, it it feels mean, like they're sludging around out there. I don't get it. I, I mean, if I was to watch the Saints – and break that down, I would say that their scheme offensively was better. Not that they were running by the Patriot defenders. What about defense? I'm talking about the Saints defense. The Patriots were playing a lot of zone. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, they were fine. They were fine. They're real good in the back end. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, they are. And, but, the, but again, you, you have to look at the Patriots' offensive scheme. The, the Saints, Played a lot of man coverage. They weren't afraid of the Patriot receivers, obviously. Who would be? But but we, there were guys open, and the it, there were guys open. Now you got to get the ball to them. They got to make a play. You got to have time. You got to have time to get the ball. Time. To them. Correct. You got to have time. You know. And I'm going to go one step further. And again, who, who, the play calling baffled oh. me some, some. I mean, I. I mean, I get that. You get down in the red zone. Oh, you got a pretty good drive going, and you run real two running guy. plays, two two running plays to Bolden, who I like Bolden fine, but what you got to get in the end zone. By the way, <laughs> you run those two running plays after literally your quarterback has spread the defense out and taken them all the way down the field, they and then you, you. T- and no, and then you tighten the field and allow the speed to get there yep. faster. I don't, I. McDaniels, another thumbs down for him this week. I don't know what he's doing. Listen, I know they're trying to go back to the basics and trying to probably make it easy on the kid, but at some point you got to let, if one, you just protect him and let him think and let him dissect a defense and see what you have. And that's probably what they're going to have to do this week. Speaking of this week, enough of that nightmare. We gave John Smith, you know, we said his name probably too much on the pod today because that was just I'm just going to throw that and just a couple times for him, just for him just one time there for John Smith one more time actually because that's how bad of a week it was. Hopefully he'll turn it around. Um, poof. Uh, I mean, woof, man. Come on. We got to be better than that, man. Uh, but anyway, anything going on this week in Foxborough? Anything to talk about? The revolution are probably playing. I, <laughs> um, I don't know. What else? Yeah, is there I mean, uh, some good restaurants up there week. or something? Yeah. It's Rev- a big week, you know? <laughs> oh, uh, it's a big week. All right. Big week. Bra- you know, with Brady coming back and, and Gronkowski coming back and AB coming back. And I mean, it's just, uh, uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Oh. I, I, and again, I said this before. I think the Patriots will play better this week. And, you know, I think everybody, you know, all of the talking heads are talking about how Brady wants to 
drop 50 on the Pats and they're going to score a hundred points and this and that. I think the pay, you know, at some point in time, pride takes over. I mean, right. I think these guys are pros too now. Oh, I, and, I know. I know. And, and I, and I think, you know, I think the Patriots will come out that I know that they'll take care of some of the mistakes. Um, you'll see, you'll see some, some better play. Now, does that, will that transform into a win? I, I don't know. Yeah. The Buccaneers are really good. And <laughs> yeah, they're not you bad. Know, they're not bad. I mean, they got weapons everywhere. And uh I I you know, I think Brady's coming in. Brady has a chip on his shoulder, obviously. Sure. Um we'll see what happens. I I, I think the Patriots are looking at one and three. And you know, that, that could be disastrous yeah. at this point. Yeah. So, so before we, I want to, before we get too much into the game, um, cause I kind of want to end on that, but I, I want to go, I want to back up a little bit because obviously timing being perfect and, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they did this on purpose, uh, with this new book that, uh, Seth Wickersham's coming out with, uh, better to be feared. You read, you looked at that, read anything mm-hmm. about that. So yeah, I kind of want to talk through some of this stuff. I think this is big news, by the way, well done with, I think the revolution or plan. <laughs> That's well done. <laughs> That's well done. Well played. Uh, I, mean, I think they're in first, they're in first place. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we're doing the podcast about the wrong New England team. Um, you know, uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about this book. So there's some, uh, man, I mean, there's some, some fire, uh, quotes here. Uh, and excerpts that that have just dropped this week, and uh, just right in the middle. I mean, this timing is just perfect, right? Clearly, clearly planned. So, uh, Wickersham wrote this book. I'm definitely going to pick this book up. Uh, I think it comes out what October 12th, so it comes out in yeah. a couple weeks, right? Um, but it's really about kind of the inner workings of the franchise, right? So it's it's talking about some of the most secretive and controversial things uh, that probably nobody knew about. And I'm just going to kind of walk through some of the, uh, through some of the highlights of some of the things that came out and you just, you just give me some of your thoughts on it. So uh, we won't go in any particular order, but um, uh, let's see here. So first thing, uh, first thing to talk about, I think it's interesting that uh, uh, Wickersham said that Brady ultimately, and this is courtesy of ESPN, Com. But Wickersham writes that uh, Brady ultimately left New England not only because they refused to commit to him, Belichick and Kraft, not just Belichick, uh, mm-hmm. to play until he was 45, uh, but he thought that Belichick believed he was close to close to the end, and then they wouldn't allow his input on the franchise, where something he was ultimately going to find in Tampa. You know, any thoughts on that? Well, I, I mean, Belichick's MO all along has been to – get rid of guys when he thought they were coming to the end of before, before they got to the end of their career, right. Where he, where he could get something of value for them. And, you know, do I think Brady's a different animal as far as that goes? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that there's a lot of things in this organization that are, I mean, with all the things that have gone on over the years, and every time they're in a big game, don't you know that something's coming out in the, oh, no in, the in the news about at, as perfect timing, right? Right, right. So, no, yeah. so, so, of course, they're talking about this book this week, and because it's, because it's it'll sell it'll wow. sell press it'll sell press it'll sell everything because yeah. it's going to inflame the, the whole the thing on, because of the ongoing supposed feud between Brady and Belichick, right? 
Yeah, you so, just it, all this is doing is dropping fuel on the fire. Um, so okay, listen, I think that I think that uh, you know from an outsider looking in, Belichick, it's his team. He's going to run it the way he wants to run it. I don't think he wanted Brady's input on stuff, and he realized that Brady, him and Brady together won six Super Bowls. The way that they were doing it worked. I mean, I could make the argument in uh, 2017 he wanted Garoppolo to start. He was, you know, they wanted he probably wanted to trade Brady. And uh, I don't think Kraft wanted to do that. So, you know, I think Belichick thought way before that he could probably do it his way. And, and I think Wickersham talks about it in the book is that I think both of them kind of wanted to see if there was a different way to win, specifically Brady looking and going, hey, maybe there's a different way that I can win without doing it the, the quote unquote antiquated way that uh, that Belichick wanted to do it. One other quote that I think, uh, or another quote that I think's pretty funny is that uh, the, the quote about um, Kraft being at the, uh, the conference in Detroit, telling the, <laughs> telling the people that he had to leave uh, some of the smartest people in the world that were at the conference to go uh, meet with the biggest effing a hole in his life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's just crazy, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Belichick doesn't seem, I've never met him in person. So this is purely speculation and I'm not going to get reckless on you here, but um, I mean, he doesn't see, I could understand. I mean, I could, I kind of can probably see where Kraft is coming from there. Right. Well, I mean, you're you're talking about the owner and CEO of, of one of the most um, successful sports uh, sure. organizations in all of professional sports. And you're talking about a high powered guy who's uh, uh, I'm sure has his ego is in Belichick. He's got a pretty good ego too. Oh yeah. So the, so the two of them, I'm sure they bang heads all the time, you know, yeah. and, and, and fortunately it's worked for a long, long time. Right. And um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure Kraft had to kind of take sides with, he's either going to side with his coach or he's going to side with Brady. And yeah, you know well, how that, and we, we know how that went. Yeah. So. And internal conflicts. Okay. I mean, there's going to be, when you're running a high powered organization, there's going to be some internal conflict and some, 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 and some of that can be healthy, by the way, you know, you don't always yeah. like everybody you work with. Right. But the problem is that I see now is that the conflict, it's not internal anymore. Yeah, that's right. Because the book now, see, this is what you're talking about, about the information of all of this going on this week. That's all it is. Not, not, now it's not. Now it's not internal anymore. Right. You know? And so, but it's going to overshadow. It, it, let me tell you something. At the end of the day, it's a football game. That's right. I mean, right? That's right. And it's a football game involving the greatest, the greatest quarterback of all time, probably the greatest coach of all time, I'd, I'd venture to say one of the greatest owners of all time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't read into it too much. I want to watch the game no. Sunday night <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, well, I'm pulling for the pay. I'm well, of course. I got to be honest with you. I'm one of these guys. I'm not real happy. I'm not real happy with the work. With Brady leaving New England. Well, you're really and, not happy with Gronk. You well, tell us uh, that, that all the time. That's, he a, whole, that's, cra- a, that's a whole nother issue. Well, he but anyway. Through, he drug, the problem I have with Gronk, and I'll get back to the story in a second, but the problem I have with Gronk is that he he just, it feels vindictive. And he let him along, and he wasted so much cap money by not giving him a response. And then he retired, and then he comes back. And now you look at him, and he looks like he's, you know, 
three years out of college again. And it's like, oh, great, yeah. Gronk. Thanks, and, man. And Appreciate and that. And again, and again, that you know, this whole thing is you, you, you can spin it however you want to spin it. And uh, we had a lot of fun with Brady for 20 years. Tons of fun. You know, it, 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 hurts when, it hurt when he left. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of open wounds when he comes back Sunday night. Yeah. But I think, but for the most part, he's going to get a rousing, a rousing oh, ovation from the crowd. I mean, they, they love Brady in, 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 in New England. Of course. Which is, you know, as a fan, that's kind of one of the reasons I was irritated with him when he left. Right. Because... You know, but but at the end of the day, they don't own the fans anything. No, so, and and let's be clear, you already won a Super Bowl with another team. Yeah. So you know, and I brought it up last week when we were talking about the Edelman celebration. Cool celebration, by the way. Love Jules, but they uh, they're going to celebrate Brady this week. They said they're making it. There's going to be a surprise. I don't know. It'll be a halftime. It'll be before the game. Whatever the case is, but which I think is kind of weird, by the way. Um, that somebody's coming to play and you're going to celebrate. I don't, I don't know. The whole th- thing just seems kind of funny, but they're going to celebrate them. A couple more things on the story. We don't have to discuss it because uh, it's being discussed all over the place. But uh, the, the Goodell, Goodell and Belichick meeting in an airplane hangar to discuss rule changes. That's weird. Uh, it just seems like real action movie. Like, like, I don't even know what that is They're Clearly their relationship is closer than, uh, than we thought, right. We, we thought they didn't get along. They clearly, that's not the case. Uh, let's see the, the whole piece, by the way, it's uh, to find this actually, uh, disgusting, but just how people think. And, you know, when it talked about Myra Kraft's funeral and it talked mm-hmm. about the, the owners and, and, um, uh, Demore Smith and they were there at the funeral and they're talking about rule changes and stuff. And he said, Demore Smith, I think his quote was saying, I wanted to throw up. I mean, that's just, come on guys. Like that's, I just read that and was thinking that's just, mm-hmm. don't do that, man. The guy's wife just died. Who gives a crap? Yeah, who gives a crap about rules? And I'll let, you know what? The lockout can wait a couple of days when the guy's that's wife right. just passed away. So I read that. I thought that was interesting and, and disturbing at the same time. Some other points here is I have it pulled up. Uh, let's see. Um, Kraft did say he thought Bill was an idiot savant. That's a good thing, by the way. If you don't know what idiot savant is, it's somebody who's a genius. Um, mm-hmm. And let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, oh, the, uh, the, the Bill O'Brien was trying to get fired from Houston because he thought he was going to replace Belichick. He was going to come back to New England and replace Belichick. Um, I could probably speak for every Patriots fan in the world. I'm not going to speak for you though. Cause you're right here. I don't think anybody wants Bill O'Brien as their head coach. Am I no, right about that or wrong? Ultimately that's probably the case. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of commenters on BSJ going, B-O-B? No, 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 thanks. No, thanks. Uh, let's see. What's some other stuff? Oh, I did think it was interesting, too, uh, when uh, 2008, following Spygate, when they were at a coach's meeting and they had to break uh, Mangini up from coming over and knocking Belichick's lights out uh, when he disrespected his wife. <laughs> hey, Bill, F you. Mangini but again, up. you know, it's, this is the this is the Belichick. Era. This is what's gone That's on what he does, in the the Belichick era, you know, and, um, you know, you can say what you want about Spygate, but, but, uh, Shanahan said Belichick's a genius. Uh, he, oh, wishes yeah. he, he wishes he to figure out how to do Spygate. Belichick just did it before everybody else. <laughs> Shanahan. So, I mean, come on, oh, Shanahan. I mean, you know, and, and, and that's what this book is going to do. It's going to, th- this book is going to, you know, create more, sure. uh, uh, battle lines, you know, right. right. Brady, Belichick, 
whatever. That's what it does, um, man. That's what it know, does. And, 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 you know, I will say this and, and I'm, I, I don't, I think, I think the success of the Patriots has been Brady and Belichick and the Absolutely. other guys that have played there. Absolutely. And they both had a hand in it because great players make great plays, but great coaches put those players in position to make plays. So from that standpoint, that's what that's all about. No, now, you're right. Brady leaving to go to Tampa. He has a lot of players around him. Well, that, that again, and I said this before, it's Jimmy's and Joe's. If you've got better players than the other team, you're going to beat them most of the time. You're right. And so that's, that's what the deal is right now. Patriots aren't a great football team right now. I hate to say that because I'm the loyal, most loyal Patriot fan in the world, but I well, mean, you're right. Um, a couple other things here. We'll keep it safe for work. Uh, but Mike Marks <laughs> following the, uh, the Super Bowl, said that he wanted to hang Belichick by a specific part of his body that would probably be fairly painful. I'll let you read that for yourself. Uh, but laughed when I saw that. Uh, and then uh, a couple other things just very, very interesting uh, was that, uh, let's see, uh, the Malcolm Butler, I'll end it on this and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kick over into kind of looking, looking towards the game as we wrap up. But, uh, there was a lot of questions that were asked in that Super Bowl uh, against the Eagles a few years back with Malcolm Butler and what happened there. And it sounds like, um, it sounds like it was a Patricia uh, decision. They had argued in practice and, um, you know, and this essentially is lack of effort and, uh, Butler was demoted before the game. And that was that. Any any thoughts on that? I mean, that he's was a that. defensive coordinator, and he he puts the guys out there he thinks he wants to have out there, and and you know, as the head coach, you're going to probably support your your assistant, I would imagine, of course. And and you know, again, Mike, again, you, we don't know what went on behind the scenes, I right? Mean, I, no, I know, know I know. This is fans' podcast, man. For listen, I but, know, but so I, so, yeah. but we can speculate. I mean, I listen. Something obviously happened. Listen, I. I want to use this as a point as we kind of transition into the game. And it's, it's what happened in the Super Bowl. And I remember as a fan watching the game, thinking to myself, why is your best? De-? And by the way, let's be clear. Their defense wasn't good that year. I mean, no. it wasn't good at all. Right. Nick Foles, you know, I mean, he looked like Joe Montana back there picking him apart. But the reality is I was, I was so irritated in that Super Bowl because their best defensive player, best defensive back was on the, on the bench. Right. But to your point, we don't know what happened, but as I fast forward that to, to today, and I'm going to use this parallel cause I talk about this all the time because I watch, I'm a born and bred Patriots fan first. And my wife who's from Texas is a born and bred Cowboys fan. And we watch both games every Sunday amongst other games. And it's not just the Cowboys, but it's the other teams that I see, but most teams, and I don't understand. And I'd love your perspective on it from a coach perspective. <laughs> But the fan perspective also is that the Cowboys, for like I look at this rookie, Micah Parsons, that the Cowboys have, and I look at these receivers that they have, and their best players are on the field all the time. And then I look at the Patriots, and it's like a rotating substitution. I don't know what it is, but it's literally like, can you not just play your best players? And as a, from a fan's perspective, it is maddening. When they're best, and maybe it's because their players aren't that good. I don't know. I'm literally just speculating. But how come every other team, it seems, has their best player on the field at all times, but we don't? Well, what is it? The only thing, I, the only thing I can tell you is that it's the way they've done things for all these years, and 
they were successful and they continue to do it. I that that would be my because I agree with you. You want your best players playing. I, I mean, like why is Brandon Bolden in the game? Why is the rookie? Why is the kid that they brought? I can't remember his name. No disrespect to the guy. I just can't remember his name. The guy they brought it from the pra- practice squad. What's he doing on the on the field? I and mean, I guess Bentley was hurt, but. The point is, you don't have, I mean, put your best players on the field. And by the way, the Bentley injury, nobody said he was injured. I think it's an NFL rule that you have to say somebody's injured when they're injured. Nobody said anything about Bentley. I didn't know he was hurt either. Well, he may not have been hurt. That's the point. That's what we think that he's hurt. But they sometimes just, I don't, it's almost like they try to get cute and outsmart people. And it's not where it maybe worked in the past, but right now in today's NFL, the best teams have their best players on the field. You know they do? And I don't sure understand do. it. So, all right. So, speaking of Sunday night, eight twenty p.m. Eastern Time, Foxborough, Bucks at Patriots. Tom Gronk again, whatever you want to call it. Brady's back. The goat comes back to town, and you better have your best players on the field on Sunday, because I can tell you this: the Bucks are going to have their best players on the field, and for at least from what I've seen, uh, the Bucks' best players are better than our best players. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Pops, listen, I told, uh, you know, Andrew, he's not on today, but uh, I told him the other day we were talking on Monday morning and I said, look, man, it's time to spread this offense out. It's time to let Mac uh, make some checks at the line, possibly call a few plays. And if you're going to beat the Bucks, first of all, first things first, you're not going to run on them. Don't even try to run on them because they're the best run defense in the NFL. Nobody runs on the Bucks. Don't tighten them up. We saw how that worked with the Saints. It's going to be even worse with the Bucks. We're going to have to spread them out. We're going to have to make their their them use their defensive speed, but also put them further apart on the field on offense to our advantage. So that's well, my thing wait- is spread them out and throw on them because that's that's the only way I see this thing being even competitive. Well, what I've seen from the Bucks so far is that they're weak. They're weak in the their secondary is their weak point. And they, other teams have, you know, the Cowboys probably should have beaten them. Oh, they absolutely okay. should have beaten them. Okay. The Rams picked them apart in the secondary. Oh, they got crushed. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, I'm just saying that now the front seven, yeah, they're pretty good. And, and they're going to tee off, you know, and <laughs> yeah, unless the line gets, be- I mean, they better solidify, but you think they're going to solidify the line this week? I mean, well, you think I think if Trent better Brown team? comes, I think if Brown That'd comes be huge. back this week, that That'd makes a big difference. Okay. That'd be huge. Um, you know, and I, and I think at some point in time, they're going to have to take the top off a little bit. I mean, they tried to take it off a little bit on Sunday and right. you saw it had happened. Uh, Jones, made over. Some, Jones made some poor, but yeah. even early, he threw a ball that should have been intercepted in the end zone. Right. I mean, I, and again, he's going to make mistakes. So if you open it up, just be ready. You know, every time he makes a bad throw or if there's a mistake, don't everybody, you know, everybody's going to go crazy. Right. The only mis- the, 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 the key mistake he made on Sunday was he tried to throw a ball when he was getting sacked. Right. And that wound up getting intercepted. Well, you know, just don't do that. Yeah. And the pick you know? six wasn't his fault. Obviously it was a circus play where Smith threw the ball up. Yeah. In the air, yeah. Yeah, it. yeah. 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 I mean, I, Again, I, I I don't think Smith would play that badly again. I, I, I'm no, just no, say no, no. That. I don't think so either. If he does, uh, I mean, he 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 owned it. So so he knows, he understands, which of course he he better understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's the highest know. played player on the player on the offense. I mean, but he, yeah. but I again, I I think though, 
you know, I think they'll play. Okay. I think they'll play better. I think, you know, the Belichick's got a big job this week in keeping his players focused on the, on the, on the game, on the job at hand right. and not getting caught up in all of this Brady, the goat coming back. Right. Because a lot hard. of these guys, a lot of these guys, these new guys, they never played with Brady. So, right. you know, you know, I mean, and, and the flip side of that, from a mental standpoint is these guys could be like, you know what? I'm tired of hearing about this Brady thing. Let's go. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we'll see. Well, we'll so, see what happens, so let's look know? at this. So game started uh, five and a half point spread, which by the way, I should have taken a loan out on my house or something and put, put five and a half. I mean, if you think, if you think, on paper, what's going to happen is going to happen. Five and a half seems like nothing. It's, what is now, it now? it's now moved to seven. So it's already moved Ooh. a point and a half. So it's a seven well, point that's spread. A, that's a big slide. Yep. So it's already moved. And then the total is 49. So over under total of 49. Um, I mean, listen, I think if the Patriots can spread them out, if they can move the ball, I mean, they haven't, their red zone offense has been bad. Their line has been bad. You know, I, dad, listen, I agree with you. I think you're going to see a better Patriots team, but I got to be honest with you. That is completely a hunch. Like, because I, I know, well, yeah. I don't think there's anything that tells me that on what I've seen for the past three weeks. There's nothing that shows me that they're going to get better. It's just no, going, what, all right, you well, know, they're going to be prepared for a big game. The reason I make, the reason I say that is because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, and of course, you know how that goes, but I'm assuming that as pros, the pride factor at some point is going to play into this right. and, you know, and the coaching staff is going to be getting in their butt saying, Hey, right. you know, this and that. And hopefully that, that will turn some things around. You know, the bucks, of course, 49 and a half is, is they're counting on the bucks. Scoring 49, a lot of points 49, cause, 49. Cause I don't see the Patriots. I don't see the Patriots uh, holding up their end. Well, for that's an over. If you think it's going to go over, my guess would be you think the Bucks cover because they're going to win. They're going to, they're well, going to, yeah. yeah, they're going to dominate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I think what you're going to see, if you see the Patriots hold it close, you're going to see them spread the Bucks out. And, and by the way, by, by spreading them out, it's what we've seen with Brady before where you spread them out and you're surgical down the field, five yards, sure. six yards, seven yards, That's five, right. you know, slowly because you, because here's the thing. If you do that, you keep 12 off the field, first of all, and yep. that offense off the field. And then let's be real. They run, and Arian said it today, they run the same passing attack that Brady's run in New England for 20 years. So well, if what, anybody knows how to stop it, it's Belichick. Well, and the other way you stop it is you get pressure up the middle on Brady. That's well, how you do it. That's how you do uh, it. Let, I don't know that they can do that. I mean, who can, who's we'll going to do it? That's I mean, the question. I mean, uh, 99 about decapitated Brady on Sunday oh. a couple of times, and we don't have 99. No. So, <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to make it to this week <laughs> based but, on what I, I saw. I mean, I'm just it. saying, you know, you make it so he can't step up. That's how the, everybody yeah. beats him when they beat him. Right. So, and, so yeah. you know, and, and, and I, think the, I thought the pass pressure was pretty good, uh, yeah. I mean, on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, they, listen, you uh, got to get Brady. You know, one, it, of the yeah. one of the touchdowns. Going back a little bit, Winston threw a ball up in the air that never should have got to the end. Jones, never should have got to the I end. can't believe I mean, Jones I, made, let him catch that ball. So, I mean, so on, you man. know, 
so let's go this week, see what happens. And uh, I mean, I think that they'll play better. Will the result be any, will, will the result be different? I don't know, but yeah. they're going I think they're going to play better. Yeah, I think I so. Think, well, know. I think, listen, I think the recipe is, like I said, short surgical passes, spread them out. Find a way to get Brady off the spot and uncomfortable up the middle of the, up the, middle of the, the line, which I don't know if it can happen. By the way, the Bucks' offensive line is also really, really good. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we don't have Aaron Donald like the Rams do, which made him uncomfortable, like you said, last week. Uh, and like you said, we'll see what happens. I, I, I am hopeful. I'm with you. Uh, and I, I really hope that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good game. I hope the Mac can handle the pressure. Um, and we'll see what happens. I want to hit a couple, uh, I pulled some props up here, dad, some player props. I want to go kind of quick hitters and see what you think. You just give me your over unders here, uh, on some of these things. You, uh, you let me know what you think here. So Tom Brady over under 300, 304 and a half passing yards, 304 and a half passing yards over under. Under. Under okay, three hundred four passing yards. You know why I why? say that? Why? Have you have you seen a patch run defense lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you're I gonna mean, go, you're gonna get leverage, and you're gonna go under on the passing <laughs> yards and over on the rushing yards. Is that right? Could be. All maybe. right. Look at that. Although, <laughs> Look at that. Although I will say this, the Bucks are last in the league in run in rushing the football. That's so, true. They're not very good. All right, here we go. I mean, I, I, Brady's gonna break. Brady's going to break the all-time passing record yardage at Foxborough, which just sucks, frankly. Um, well, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I mean, 20 years of it was in Foxborough, so maybe it's cool. What quarter is he going to do it in? I think he's got 68 yards. What is it? No, 60. Yeah, I think he's got to get 68 and a half yards or something like that uh, to break it. I could be wrong on that. But it says first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth. For, uh, first quarter is minus 240. Second quarter's plus 200, third plus 2,000, fourth plus 3,500. And I don't think it's many yards. I got to look it up. But, I mean, clearly first quarter is, is, uh, is when they say he's going to break it. It's, it's under 100 yards. Now I got to go first, first quarter. Yeah, I got to go yeah, first, first quarter. quarter. Gotta, all right, here we go. Rob, it, it, it could yeah, come ahead. on one play. <laughs> could probably do Antonio Brown down the sidelines. I mean, or Mike anyway. Evans. All right. Anyway. Rob, Rob Gronkowski, your favorite. Over under three and a half receptions. Over. If he plays. Right. If he plays. If he plays, definitely over. Uh, Mike Evans over 56 and a half receiving yards. Huh? I, I think it's over. I say, who's gonna who's guarding Mike Evans? Seriously. Well, I don't know about that. The only reason I would say it might not happen is because they got so many other guys that he might throw to. That's true. He spread it around. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say under. Go under with Evans. I actually think yeah. they're going to try to take away Godwin. They're going to double Godwin and, and single up Evans. I think Evans is going to have a pretty big game. Uh, but I could, I could be, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. All right, so let's predict the game. We uh, we forgot to predict last week, which I'm glad we didn't because we probably had all been very wrong. What's your prediction? We got uh, Bucks minus seven, 49 is the total. What's your prediction? 31, Bucks 31, Patriots. 17. All right. So under just by a little bit and the Patriot or the Bucks cover, right? Yeah. Oh, I told, I'm such a homer. I totally want to pick. I want to pick the pass to win, man. I totally want to, cause it's all in here. It's all in. in yeah, the, uh, I get it. You know, or in my heart, but it's, I just, I mean, I don't see a road and I hope I, I hope you and I are dead wrong and we come back next week and 
a miracle happened in Foxborough, but I don't see it, man. I, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think um, this is going to this. I think it's going to be like 07 Brady coming in and just throwing all over this team. I mean, I could see this thing being 45, 14 when it's all said and done. I mean, just an absolute implosion and hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it's 27, 24 Pats win, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, the bucks blow them out. And, uh, and that's that we're going to sign Jamie Collins this week, dad. Last question as we get out of here. <laughs> what did you say the other day when I asked you that question? Why? Why? <laughs> we, I, mean, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, we've had him twice. We've had him twice. Oh, yeah. No, we're good. We've had, we've Jamie, we're twice. good. We're good. Buddy. The only thing I'm going to say about this week being different than last is I really expected the Patriots to win last week, beat the Saints. Yeah. So my disappointment was was really heavy after yeah. the game. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't feel that way this week. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I'd yeah. love to, if, yeah, they, yeah. if they win, it's That's awesome. Right. But expectation, as you talked about, and your brother talked about many times, it's different. Expectations now, have to change. It's totally they different. have changed. Yep. So, you know, um, we'll see what happens. It'll be fun. Hey, listen, enjoy it. If you're going to the game, you're praying, you're, uh, paying a pretty penny. So it sounds, yep. uh, the prices are yep. exorbitant. Uh, but you know, I'll be watching from home. Dad, I know you'll be watching from home. Andrew will also. And, uh, it's listen, it's going to be, uh, one way or another, it's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be fun. Just listen. Uh, I watched the top 10 Brady Patriots moment. It was like 13 minutes the other day. And it was awesome just to watch him and what he did when he was there for 20 years. So, uh, really, you know, I'm going to quote Andrew here, just enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey, uh, this week and all the coverage. And, uh, I'm sure there'll be some fun stuff pregame and, and the game's going to be, no matter what happens to your point, the expectations are different. It's going to be a lot of fun and, uh, it'll be really fun to see what happens. And it'll be a lot of fun to, d- to debate it next week. Right. Talk about it next week. That's it. That's right. Awesome, man. All right. Well, hey, we're going to get out of here. It's uh, This has been episode three, Pat's Tailgate Party Podcast. Big week. Enjoy Sunday night football. Bucks, Brady returns. Bucks at Patriots. If you're going to the game, be safe, have fun, and we'll see you next week for episode four. Go Pats.